Last week we talked about the declaration, I am strong. La, no, la semana pasada hablábamos sobre la declaración, soy fuerte. And today we're going to continue on that line talking about, I am blessed. Everybody say, I am blessed. Esta noche vamos a hablar sobre la declaración, soy bendecido. The Bible speaks here the words of the Apostle Paul. Aquí están las palabras del Apostle Pablo. He's writing about his desire to come to Rome, to minister to the Roman church. And he says here in verse 29, I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Dice el Apostle Pablo, yo sé que cuando yo venga a vosotros, Yo vendré con la plenitud de la bendición de Cristo. Paul was saying to them, I am blessed. And he was saying, I am going to come to you with the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Él estaba diciendo, yo, estoy, yo soy bendecido. Y voy a venir a ustedes con la plenitud de la bendición Father, we thank you tonight for the word. I ask you to anoint my lips of clay to teach and preach the word of the living God. And I ask you to anoint this congregation to hear the word and to put it to use, fruitful use in their life. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Welcome to Kingsway Church. And welcome uh, to the house of prayer. As we study tonight the word of God, we're going to go through various uh, portions of the scripture. But I want to uh, invite you to think about the blessing of God that is on your life. Vamos a hablar esta noche sobre la bendición de Dios que está sobre nuestra vida. And I'm not choosing tonight to say as a subject, you are blessed, but to say as a subject, I am blessed. Because it is important for you, the individual believer, to acknowledge and to believe and to walk in the truth that you are blessed. Es muy importante que usted como creyente camine en esta verdad. El tema de hoy no es, eres bendecido, sino que el tema es, soy bendecido. Porque es importante que usted individualmente uh, y cada cristiano individualmente Camine en esa realidad. Camine en esa fe. Uh, it's important for you to walk in this reality, to walk in this faith. We talked about last week, I am strong. And I told you that one of the ways that you uh, can walk in the strength of the Lord is to confess that you are strong. Una de las formas que hablamos la semana pasada de caminar en la fuerza de Dios es de declarar, de confesar, yo soy Fuerte. And tonight, uh, you and I are taking that, that uh, phrase, uh, I am blessed, and it is our declaration of faith uh, in what God has spoken over our life. Así que esta noche igualmente, cuando decimos, yo soy bendecido, estamos declarando uh, nuestro, nuestra fe en lo que Dios ha hablado a nuestra vida. Now, first of all, I want you to understand uh, why you're blessed. Quiero primero que usted y yo entendamos por qué somos bendecidos. And uh, you have to go way back in the book of Genesis 
But I shared with you a, a, about a month ago that the first words God ever spoke to man were a blessing. Las primeras palabras que Dios habló al hombre fueron palabras de bendición. From the very moment of man's existence, he has been blessed. So I want you to write that down in your notes. I was created blessed. Usted fue creado con la bendición. When Adam was created, God declared over him that he would uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Dios declaró sobre Adán desde el principio la, de, la bendición, diciendo que él sería fructífero, se multiplicaría y que él llenaría la tierra y la sujetaría a él. Esta es la primer declaración de Dios sobre el hombre. Es la bendición. So I want you to say that out loud. I was created blessed. Now we know that uh, the, the blessing is a declaration, a favorable declaration from God regarding you and your future. La, de, la bendición es una declaración favorable de parte de Dios relacionada a tu, a tu vida y tu futuro. Así que desde el principio usted ya tiene la declaración favorable de Dios sobre su vida. So right from the very start, man has the favorable declaration of God over his life. That you can be fruitful, that you can multiply, that you can fill the earth, and that you can subdue it. That's the blessing of God. Esa es la bendición de Dios. This blessing was not given to anyone else. It wasn't given to the creation uh, or uh, other parts of the creation. It was given to the pinnacle of God's creation. That's human beings. Because you were made in the image of God. Usted fue creado en el imagen de Dios. Por lo tanto, usted camina en la plenitud de la bendición de Dios. Now we go a little further and you go to Genesis chapter 12. Si usted sigue un poco más en Genesis capítulo 12... Vemos la bendición de Abraham. There we see the blessing of Abraham. And if you go there with me in your Bible, si usted va ahí en su Biblia, a Genesis capítulo 12, you will see there the blessing of Abraham. And God said to Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Here's the blessing. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Ahí dice Jehová, te bendeciré, te haré una nación grande, te haré un nombre grande, y serás bendición. Y luego dice en el verso 3, te bendeciré, uh, bendeciré a los que te bendigan y maldeciré a los que te maldigan porque en ti todas las familias de la tierra serán bendecidas. Now here we see that God gives the, the family of Abraham a blessing. Aquí vemos que Dios le da a bendi una bendición a la familia de Abraham. I want you to notice God's heart. Fíjese ahí el corazón de Dios. He says, in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Dice, en ti 
todas las naciones de la tierra serán bendecidas. Who does God want to be blessed? ¿A quién quiere Dios bendecir? Come on, read your Bible. What does it say there? In you, all the families of the earth. So who does God want to be blessed? All the families of the earth. ¿Quién es el que Dios quiere bendecir? Todas las familias de la tierra. Say amen, somebody. So you don't need to ask yourself, does God want to bless my family? Usted no se tiene que preguntar, ¿será que Dios quiere bendecir a mi familia? ¿Qué es la respuesta a eso? What's the answer to that? Of course God wants to bless your family because he wants to bless all the families of the earth. Él quiere bendecir todas las familias de la tierra. Now in order to understand that particular phrase, we have to remember that Adam and Eve fell from the, the grace of God, recordamos, para entender esto, que Adán y Eva pecaron, cayeron de la gracia de Dios. Cuando pecaron, llegaron a estar bajo la maldición. When they uh, sinned, they came under the curse. You remember that God pronounced a curse over the earth, and he pronounced a curse over man, and he pronounced a curse over woman. Él declaró una maldición sobre la tierra. La maldición sobre el hombre, la maldición sobre la mujer y la maldición sobre el diablo. He even pronounced a curse on the devil. I want you to think about this because uh, the reason that we need the blessing today is because without, without Christ in your life, you're still under the curse. Sin Cristo en tu vida, todavía estás bajo la maldición. So when God says to Abraham... I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. He was talking specifically about two things. Cuando Dios le dice a Abraham, voy a bendecir a todas las naciones de la tierra a través de ti. Él está hablando específicamente de dos cosas. First of all, the blessing, one of the greatest blessings that the Jewish people have been to the nations of the earth is that they gave us the word of God. Una de las bendiciones más grandes que el mundo ha recibido del pueblo judío es que hemos recibido de ellos la palabra de Dios. Amen, somebody. Is the word of God a blessing? Aren't you glad you have the word of God? Aren't you glad you have the Bible? Aren't you glad that when you're sick you have the, the word of God to remind you that you're healed? And when you are discouraged, you have the word of God to lift up your spirit. And when you are lost, you have the word of God to show you and point you in the right direction. Come on. Aren't you glad you have the word of God? Well, the word of God came to us because of the family of Abraham. La familia de Abraham nos trajo la palabra de Dios. Y la palabra de Dios es una increíble bendición. Una bendición para nuestra vida en cada época de nuestra vida. And, and we often don't think about the price of bringing us the word of God. And no siempre pensamos del precio que el pueblo judío pagó para traernos la palabra de Dios. You think about all the times in history when there has been an attempt to destroy the Jewish people. Uh, Pharaoh tried to do it, and then the Babylonians tried to do it, and then Hitler tried to do it, and today there are still nations that would love to just annihilate completely the Jewish people. Why is there such an attack on this people? Because Satan 
uh, resents the fact that they have brought the world the word of God. And for much of that time, he was trying to prevent the Bible from coming to us. So we have been blessed by that. But there's a greater blessing. And that is that through the family of Abraham, we have received the Lord Jesus Christ. Ahora la mayor bendición es que a través de la familia de Abraham, hemos recibido al Señor Jesucristo. How many of you received Jesus? ¿Cuántos han recibido a Cristo? Would you say that Jesus has been a blessing in your life? ¿Cuántos dirían que Cristo ha sido bendición en su vida? Come on, I need a little bit more excitement than that. How many of you would say that Jesus has been a blessing in your life? Come on, there's no doubt about it. No hay duda que Cristo es la mayor bendición. Jesus is the greatest blessing that anyone could ever have. Cristo es la bendición mayor que jamás un hombre ha podido tener o recibir. And so it's Jesus that comes and he delivers us from the curse. Es Cristo el cual viene y nos libera de la maldición. Now we just think about this because God uh, pronounced a curse on man. He pronounced a curse on woman. He pronounced a curse on the earth. And he pronounced a curse on the devil. And you and I by coming to Jesus have a redeemer. Cuando vinimos a Cristo tenemos redención. He redeemed man. Say amen somebody. He redeemed woman. Say amen somebody. The Bible says that he's going to redeem the earth. Amen, somebody. But guess what? The devil has no redeemer. He is forever under the curse and forever will be a loser. Amen, somebody. Jesus Christ has given you victory and he has given you victory, complete victory over the curse and over the devil. Amen. How, how precious is that truth tonight? So the blessing of God is God's will for every family of the earth. La bendición de Dios es la la voluntad de Dios para todas las familias de la tierra. Well, you say, well, Pastor Isaac, that's the Jewish people. What does that have to do with me? Usted dice, bueno, eso es uh, el pueblo judío. ¿Qué tiene eso que ver conmigo? Well, look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Vea conmigo Galatas capítulo 3, verso 13. The Bible says there that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree dice ahí Galatas 3.13 que Cristo nos redimió de la maldición de la ley haciéndose la maldición por nosotros porque escrito está maldito es todo aquel que cuelga sobre un árbol verse 14 what does it say there it says he redeemed us in order that the blessing promised to Abraham would come to the Gentiles. Look at that again. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Why did he redeem you? Why did he save you? ¿Por qué te redimió? ¿Por qué te salvó? Verso 14 dice, ¿para qué? Verse 14 says, in order that in Christ the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. And so are you a Gentile? You say, well, what does it have to do with me? I'm a Gentile, not a Jew. This is what it has to do with you. Jesus died on the cross. And when you accepted his atoning sacrifice, the blessing that was on the Jewish people uh, because of Abraham has come upon you. Say amen, somebody. 
The promise, a blessing promised to Abraham would come to the Gentiles in Christ so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. And so the blessing that once belonged exclusively to the Jewish people now belongs to the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a believer? Now Paul here says in Romans chapter 15 verse 29, he says, I'm going to come to you in all the fullness of Christ. So Paul is uh, bearing witness to the fact that there are some people who never really enjoy the fullness of the blessing. Hay quienes jamás viven uh, en la plenitud de la bendición de Dios o la bendición de Cristo. Now I'm teaching tonight so that you will not be one of those people who does not enjoy the fullness of the blessing. Yo quiero que usted sea un, un pueblo que disfruta toda la plenitud de la bendición. So we've seen that we're blessed from the beginning. We've seen that we're blessed, that Abraham was blessed. And we've seen that we're blessed with the blessing of Abraham because of Christ. So how is it that we can enjoy all the fullness of blessing? Entonces, ¿cómo es que podemos disfrutar toda la plenitud de la bendición? That word fullness literally means having reached the greatest level or the highest degree. La palabra plenitud significa habiendo llegado al nivel más alto o al grado más alto, a nivel más grande o al grado más alto. How many of you would like to reach the fullness? ¿Cuántos quieren la plenitud? In other words, if there's any area of your life tonight where you would say, I am not enjoying all the fullness of blessing, then you should say, Pastor, what must I do to enjoy all the fullness of blessing? Because is it God's will to bless you? Is it God's will to bless you? Say it out loud, I am blessed. So if it's God's will to bless you, then you and I can walk in this assurance that all the fullness of blessing belongs to us. So let's see what the Bible teaches us about being able to obtain the fullness of blessing. First of all, in order to walk in the fullness of blessing, God must be first. Para que usted y yo podamos vivir en la plenitud de la bendición, Dios tiene que ser primero. Say God first. Jesus said it like this, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all of these other things will be added unto you. Jesús dijo, buscar primeramente el reino de Dios y su justicia, y todas estas cosas serán dadas por añadidura. The fullness of blessing can only come to a life that puts God first. La plenitud de bendición solamente existe en una vida que pone a Dios primero. If God is not first in your life, then God cannot bless those areas of your life where he is not first. If you want the blessing of God, God must be first. God will not bless anything he's not Lord of. Dios no va a bendecir ninguna cosa donde él no sea Señor. 
So if you want him to be Lord of your finances, you've got to put him first in your finances. And then you can enjoy the blessing over your finances. Say amen, somebody. If you want him to enjoy, if you want to enjoy the fullness of blessing in your, in your relationships, God's got to be first in your relationships. If you want to enjoy the fullness of blessing in your career, God's got to be first in your career. Every area of our life has a demand on it by God to be first. Dios quiere ser primero en todas las áreas de tu vida. And you will discover that every place and every time that you put God first in your life, it might seem like it costs you something. It might seem like you lost something. But you will discover that you never lose putting God first. Quizá cuando usted pone a Dios primero, usted piensa, voy a perder, voy a perder tiempo, voy a perder dinero, voy a perder amistades. Pero nadie pierde cuando pone a Dios primero. You might have lost something, but you gained the blessing. Quizá perdió algunas cosas, pero ganó la bendición. Come on, somebody. And the blessing will make up for anything you may have lost. La bendición va a reponer cualquier cosa que usted puede haber perdido. You, uh, you and I will never lose by putting God first. Jamás vamos a perder poniendo a Dios primero. On the other hand, you will always lose if God isn't first. Sin duda, siempre vas a perder si pones a Dios en otro lugar menos el lugar primero. Now, this is not just talking about tithing offering, but tithing offering is the place uh, where uh, we are taught to put God first in our finances. But this is related to every area of our life. Esto no se limita solamente al diezmo y las ofrendas, aunque el diezmo y las ofrendas son una son la área financiera donde ponemos a Dios primero, pero también está nuestro tiempo, también está nuestro nuestra afección, también está nuestra adoración. There's also our time, there's our affection, there's our love, there's our relationships, there are, there's, there's our worship. All of those places belong first to God. Here's number two. In order to experience the fullness of blessing, we must confess, I am blessed. Para poder disfrutar la plena bendición de Dios, número dos, tenemos que confesar, yo soy bendecido. Let's say that tonight. I am blessed. Now why is this so important? ¿Por qué será esto tan importante? Do you know that people struggle with the idea that God wants them to be blessed? Or that God has blessed them. Hay muchos que batallan con esta idea. Que Dios quiere que sean bendecidos. Or that it's God's will for them to be blessed. Muchos batallan con la idea que Dios, uh, que la voluntad de Dios es que ellos sean bendecidos. Which is ironic. Because as Christians we use this phrase a lot. God bless you. And most of us believe that God will bless you without limit. But he'll bless me according to how good I am, according to how faithful I've been, according to how I've met the standard. Do you understand the difference? We always have a different standard for how God can bless other people and a, low, a higher standard for how God can bless us. And so you have to break through that mindset and just come to the clear revelation of this fact. God has blessed me, period, 
no, uh, no question about it. It is God's will for me to be blessed. Es la voluntad de Dios que yo sea bendecido. The apostle Paul wrote this, uh, and he said, I pray that, uh, that brethren, that you will prosper even as your soul prospers. What Paul is saying there in his prayer is that he wants our outer man to, to be just as blessed as our inner man. Your inner man is blessed because you've received forgiveness of your sins. Your inner man is blessed because you've received the peace of God. Your inner man is blessed because you have received joy. Your inner man is blessed because you have have received the grace of God to do things you couldn't do on your own. All of those things are blessings in the inner man. But God's blessing doesn't just stop with your salvation. Or with you being baptized in the Holy Spirit. The blessing of God wants to reach and will reach every area of your life. I said every area of your life. And you and I have to walk in that reality and confess that I am blessed. Say it tonight. I am blessed. Now the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Uh, and I want you to look at this with me. In case you're struggling with this thought about uh, being able to dis- declare in your life that you are blessed. Look at what 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says. It says, but we with unveiled faces behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory but just as by the spirit of the Lord. Now here's what I want you to see tonight. That if you don't believe that God wants you to be blessed and that God has already blessed you, then what do you need to do? You need to get your face in this book. You need to get your face in the Word of God. And the Bible here says that we behold as in a mirror. Now in the scriptures, the mirror is referring to the Word of God. Aquí habla Pablo del espejo. Y dice que vemos nuestro rostro en el espejo. Y vemos la gloria de Dios. He says we, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Now the Bible is like a mirror because when you, when you read the Bible, it's like looking in a mirror and you're seeing yourself and if your hair is uncombed, the mirror is going to tell you, isn't it? If, if you don't match... The mirror is going to tell you. I lost all my amen corner. Unless you have a black and white mirror, right? No color. There's no such thing. Well, the word of God is a mirror. So when you, when you say, I don't know if it's God's will for me to be blessed, go to the word of God and see what God's word tells you. And he says that when you do that, he says, you will be transformed into the same image. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. When you go and read the Word of God, and the Word of God reads you, then you start being changed by it, and before you know it, you start to look like the Word of God. And you begin, you begin to be transformed from glory to glory. 
Cuando usted se ve en el espejo de la palabra de Dios, el espejo corrige su vida. Y cuando su vida es corregida, día con día va, va siendo transformada hasta mirarse como la imagen de Dios que se presenta aquí en la palabra del Señor. The more you go to the Word, you start to see, you know what, my attitude isn't right. I need to change my attitude. You come to the Word, you know what, uh, the things I'm saying aren't right. I've got to change what I'm saying. And if you don't know, if you've been blessed, go to the Word of God. And in Genesis, you find out that God blessed you from the beginning. And in chapter 12, you find out that God wants to bless all the nations of the earth through His people. And then in the Galatians, you find out that Jesus has redeemed you from the curse of the law. And every time you come back to the Word, the, the, the transformation is taking place in your mind. And sooner or later, you can say without having to be told, I am blessed. Say amen, somebody. So this is true not just for the blessing, but for any area of your life where things don't match the Word of God. Just keep coming back to the Word of God. Let the Word of God drench that area of your life. And you will be transformed into the same image. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now look at what Paul says in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. What has he done? He has blessed us with what? What does it say there? Ephesians 1 3. He has blessed us with many spiritual blessings. He's blessed us with some spiritual blessings. What has he blessed us with? Every spiritual blessing. ¿Qué dice Efesios 1.3? Que Dios en Cristo nos ha bendecido con toda bendición espiritual. En lugares celestiales en Cristo. Now notice there that Paul is confessing that he is blessed. Blessed with what? Every spiritual blessing. ¿Con qué está bendecido Pablo? Con toda bendición espiritual. Are you blessed? What are you blessed with? Every spiritual blessing. Are you in Christ tonight? Because that's where the blessing is. The blessing is in Christ. You notice that? At the end of the verse there, he says that this is in Christ. So how many of you are in Christ? If you're in Christ, then God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. That means there's no blessing that your brother qualifies for that you can't qualify for. There's no blessing that another Christian can qualify for that you can't qualify for because God has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing. So you can confess, I am blessed. I am blessed. Usted puede declarar, soy bendecido. ¿Por qué? Porque Dios me ha bendecido con toda bendición espiritual en Cristo. Y si yo estoy en Cristo, la bendición de Dios que está sobre Cristo está sobre mi vida. You can declare that tonight confidently and with assurance. Usted puede declarar eso esta noche con confianza. Now, uh, number three. Número tres. Para tener toda la plenitud de la bendición, you have to obey God. Now, in order to walk in the fullness of blessing, you have to obey God. Someone say, obey God. Look at Deuteronomy 
chapter 28. Mire conmigo Deuteronomio capítulo 28, verso 1. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord, your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. And then he goes on and he says, he'll, you, you'll be blessing the city and blessing the country, blessing the offspring of your body, blessing the produce of your, of your ground. Blessed will be your basket. Blessed will be your kneading bowl. Blessed when you come in. Blessed when you go out. You see all the blessing of God. What does it follow? What does it follow? It follows diligent obedience. La bendición de Dios sigue la obediencia. Verso 1 de Autonomio 28.1 dice, Si diligentemente obedecieres a Jehová tu Dios. ¿Qué va a ocurrir? Bendecido en la ciudad, bendecido fuera de la ciudad. Bendecido uh, en tus hijos, bendecido será tu canasta uh, y tu almario. Bendecido cuando salgas y bendecido cuando entres. Todas estas bendiciones siguen la obediencia. All of these blessings follow obedience. Verse 15, verso 15. But it shall come about if you do not obey the Lord your God. Then you see curse in the city and curse in the country. And curse in the basket in the kneading bowl and so on. The blessing follows obedience. Say that with me out loud. The blessing follows obedience. La bendición sigue la obediencia. So listen. Are you obeying God in every area of your life? Pregúntate esta noche si estás obedeciendo a Dios en todas las áreas de tu vida. And if there's an area where you say, God, I really need you to bless me in this area. I seem to be stuck. I seem to be spinning my wheels. I seem to be treading uh, water. What's going on here? You need to ask him, Lord, is there any place I'm not obeying you in these things? And I've asked God this question sometimes because of, uh, of members of my family. And I say, Lord, uh, they're, they, they're tithers and they're givers, but they seem to be unable to get ahead in these other areas of their life. And he said to me on one occasion, he said, Isaac, you cannot obey me in one thing and disobey me in another and expect my blessing. This isn't, this isn't Luby's cafeteria, right? You don't get to choose. Which parts you're going to obey and which parts you're going to disregard. I don't like green jello. I don't want that. God says, if you'll obey me, if you'll do what my spirit tells you to do. And how many of you know that the spirit will tell you what to do? The Holy Spirit will guide you and he will, he will tell you uh, what's right, what's not right. He'll give you instruction. He'll give you clarity. But if you'll obey him, you'll see blessings. If we disobey him, then all we're going to have left is what we already had, which is the ruin that was left to us by Adam uh, in the fall. Are you following me tonight? The blessing follows obedience. La bendición sigue la obediencia. So you and I ought to desire to obey God and to obey him quickly. To be listening. Lord, what's your instruction? What's your instruction for my life this year? What's your instruction for my life this week? What do you want me to do? And if he hasn't 
given you a new instruction, keep doing what he told you to do last time. Say amen, somebody. If he hasn't changed the instructions, it's not permission to stop doing what he told you to do. Look, if your dad, when you were a child, said, I want you to mow the grass. That was at 8 a.m. And then 10 o'clock rolled, 10 a.m. rolled around. I said, Dad didn't tell me to mow the grass at 10 a.m., so I'm just going to take a break uh, until lunchtime. Uh, how many of you know that's not going to get a blessing? You keep doing what he told you to do. And, and while you do that, you can expect the blessing of God over that area of your life. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? Jesús dijo, ¿por qué me llamas Señor, Señor, y no haces lo que te digo? Now, here's some things I want to point out. Number one, some people don't know what God said because they haven't read the word. They don't study the word, so they don't know what God has to say about their finances, about relationships, about uh, marriage, or about uh, how to keep a job or run a business. All of these areas of your life require you to come to the word. So that's problem number one. If you're not going to the word, you're not going to know what God wants to say or has said about a particular area of your life. Number two, some people don't know what God has said or obey what God has said because they aren't listening to his voice. They aren't tuned in to the voice of the Spirit. Muchos no obedecen a Dios porque no saben lo que Él ha dicho y no saben porque no han leído la palabra y no han estudiado la palabra, así que no saben qué es lo que Dios quiere que ellos hagan y tampoco no han oído la voz del Espíritu. And these two tools are available to you as a believer every day of your life. Estas dos herramientas son para ti todos los días de tu vida. The Bible said to pursue wisdom. That means if you don't know what to do, if I don't know what to do, what do we do? We pursue it. We go after it. What does God say about this? What does God say about this, this decision that I'm about to make? And if you will find out what God says and you'll obey God, you will receive blessing. If you, if you won't pursue God's wisdom, then you're going to find that there's a limitation to what you can receive blessing on. I'll give you an example. If a young man uh, wants to know what kind of person uh, he should marry, he needs to go to the word of God. Say amen somebody. And the word of God will say, don't be unequally yoked. So number one, they need to be saved. They need to be a believer. Actually, I'll go back. Number one is she needs to be a woman. It used to be pretty obvious, but nowadays we have to clarify these things. And number two, she's got to be saved. But you know, the word of God won't tell you if that young man's supposed to marry Susie or Ruby. So now what does he have to do? He's got to listen to the voice of the Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit will guide you and direct you in the right, uh, in the right steps that you should take. And so uh, that is a key to be able, being able to receive the full blessing 
of God. So if that young man goes and marries a young lady who's not saved, and he doesn't listen to the voice of the Spirit, there's going to be all kinds of limitations there. Now, that doesn't mean that if that's what you did, you should go get a divorce, all right? That's not what I'm telling you about. God can heal that. God can bless that if you will bring it to him. But what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is help you understand you can save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble by just obeying God from the beginning. I lost my amens tonight. If you will diligently obey. Now what does our culture want to do? We want God to bless our plan. We want to tell God, this is what I want to do. And I want you to bless it. And God's not obligated to bless anything that he has not commanded. And that he is not Lord of. And if you and I want his blessing, we don't bring our plan to him. We come to him with a blank slate and say, Lord, what would you have me do? And when he speaks, we say, thy will be done. And when you do that, God says, my blessing will be on your life in full. Say amen, somebody. That's, that's the promise of the word of God. And let me give you a couple more before we close. Number four. In order to enjoy the fullness of blessing, you need vision. Para poder disfrutar la plenitud de la bendición, necesitas visión. Proverbs 29, verse 18. I think everybody here knows it by memory. It says that without vision, the people perish. Dice Proverbios 29, verso 18, que sin visión, el pueblo perece. Now, do you think that perishing is a blessing or a curse? The blessing of God is not going to lead you to perish. And so, in order to have the blessing of God, you've got to have a clear vision. You need to understand in your mind what it is God has planned for you. What God has in store for your life. You get that by learning, by walking with Him, by talking with Him, by reading His Word. Too many people live without vision. And they start the year saying, well, let's see what 2021 brings us. No, you ought to say, what am I going to bring to 2021? You should have an idea, a picture in your mind of what God has a plan for your life. And he's given you thousands of promises in his word. So you and I need to have a clarity of vision because where there is no vision, the people perish. And maybe right now, uh, you are experiencing circumstances that don't look a whole lot like the blessing of God. But when you have a clear vision of what God wants to do in your life or the life of your family, the life of your children, you can look past those circumstances. And you understand my circumstances are going to change. And they're going to change until they look like what God spoke to me. Until they look like what God put in my heart, in my spirit, that he was going to do in my life. And you don't give up or give in on that clear, clear vision of what God has planned for your life. What has God shown you? What has God spoken to your heart? Why is this so important, Pastor? Because that's what God will bless. 
God will not bless, listen please, God will not bless the person we pretend to be. God will only bless the person he made you to be, that he created you to be. And he will only bless the vision that he has for your life. So you've got to tear down whatever image the world has wrapped you in. Saying that this is who you have to become. Or this is what you have to do. Because none of that can receive the blessing of God. The only thing God will bless is who he created you to be. And you and I need a clear vision of what that means. We need a clear vision of what that entails. I remember uh, one day in church as a little boy. I don't recommend this. It's not a good habit. But I was doodling. Anybody in here ever doodle? Not in church, right? You're taking notes tonight. But I was about about 10 years old. And I, I was drawing while my dad was preaching. And what I drew was a, a flyer. And it said, Evangelist Isaac de los Santos. And then I thought of the biggest, the biggest football stadium I could think of. Pettis High School football stadium. And, you know, worse than that, my brother Anthony saw it and he thought it was funny. So he started making fun of me. But he couldn't erase the image of the vision that God had put in my heart. And what I saw when I saw me was not what other people saw when they saw me. Because when I saw me, I saw me preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I saw me leading men and women to Jesus. Come on somebody. What do you see? Because that's what God will bless. When you get in your heart that picture of what God has called you to be. What God has called you to do. That's why... When we use the word provision, we got to think about it for a minute. Because provision is for the vision. It is God's resource for the vision that he has placed in your heart and in your life in order to bring him glory. And that brings me to my final tonight. And that is that in order to enjoy the fullness of blessing, you must be a blessing. Cierro con esto esta noche. Para ser, para disfrutar la plenitud de bendición, usted tiene que ser una bendición. Now say that out loud. I am a blessing. You know what you and I have to do? We have to look around our life for ways to be a blessing. For the people that God has called you to be a blessing to. If you're a husband, be a blessing to your wife. All the ladies said, amen. If you're a wife, be a blessing to your husband. If you are a child, be a blessing.